Vanguard Gifted Academies podcast. I'm Shannon Hollop, the Intermediate Level Master Teacher here at Vanguard. I have a lot of background with gifted education. I've worked in the field for 20 years at various public and private schools, and I've learned a lot across the way about the specialized needs that gifted children have and the special joys you have when you teach them. Today I'll be talking about something I really love, and that is watching gifted kids flourish. Let's start by recalling some of the common things that can hold gifted kids back in school. The first thing most people are familiar with, and that's perfectionism. That can really haunt the gifted mind. The second thing is when others have expectations of them that give them an undue sense of performance pressure. The third thing is a very common occurrence amongst gifted students, and that is boredom and even cynicism, which can really throw a wrench in the whole works. In order for a gifted student who experiences perfectionism to thrive in an educational setting, the whole context has to change. There can be no home for thoughts such as, I must be a failure because I don't have an answer to that question. Instead, there needs to be constant, authentic modeling of things like facing challenge, knowing oneself and accepting oneself, and characterizing setbacks as hurdles rather than brick walls. While teaching at Vanguard, I've noticed a language cropping up amongst the children as they work on projects. They'll ask each other, what plan are you on? A, B, C, D? They're not talking about curricular plans, they're talking about how many times have you started your project and then gone back to the, the drawing board to start over because it didn't work. This is encouraging to me in the field of gifted education because that right away dismantles that sense that you have to be perfect the first time. One student I had wanted to make a project where she was designing a version of coconut shoes from Thailand. So she started off with cardboard and she folded the cardboard and every time she stood on them, the cardboard caved in. So there goes plan A, B, and C. She switched over to wood, but the wood was hard to shape. Plans D, E, and F. Finally, she happened upon styrofoam. This was a substance that could hold her weight and could be painted and shaped to look exactly like the coconut. She was proud of her project, but she was even more proud of the fact that it took her through plan K to finish it and that she had persisted through all of that. Her peers were excited for her as well. And that's the kind of support and environmental setting that a gifted student who does suffer from perfectionism really needs in order to fulfill uh, their own sense of satisfaction and success in school. The expectations of others can also provide a tripping hazard for gifted children. Here at Vanguard, we don't use report cards. We don't just hand out report cards and move on. What we do is we have progress reports. And I sit down and talk through these reports with each of the students one-on-one. -on -one. By the end of the discussion, I'm not going to ask them, are you happy with your grades? What I'm going to ask them is, do you think this accurately describes yourself? This leads to conversations about goal setting and about areas where we can shift approaches and help improvements occur um, toward independent learning. And this kind of thinking can also translate into self-advocacy. I had one student who saw his math results and agreed with them and wasn't happy with them. He took it upon himself at the age of nine to type a note to me that said, could you assign me certain websites that I'm familiar with? I think it would really help me get over my aversion to math and help me see the fun and excitement in it. Well, I assigned it and he did overcome his challenges and that was by his own hand, not because anybody else came in to save him, but he 
approached it as his own problem to solve and was very happy with the results. One of the worst challenges faced by gifted children in school is a sense of boredom or cynicism, that the activities they're doing are merely contrivances and that they really don't matter. The one thing you can do to combat that feeling is you can surround the students with truly meaningful activities. Take for example, the student who already knows their simple machines while they're entering into a physics unit. They might feel afraid that the rest of the unit is going to be so dull and boring that they don't even want to engage. But when I come along and say, hey, I was out on the school property and I noticed a misplaced manhole cover that's so far aside that little animals could fall down into the pit that's left open, I think we better use our physics knowledge to correct that situation. And we can get outside together and work together to actually shift that heavy, heavy manhole cover using our knowledge of the simple machines. That is when the student becomes fully activated, engaged, and excited by learning. A fringe benefit of this is the feeling that we're all in this together. And that is something that's lacking when students are merely asked to perform projects to prove their understanding for a grade. Another example is the tangible difference between knowing a fact and actually really understanding that fact. So fact, 60,000 miles of blood vessels exist in the human body. Great, now what? Well, actually, now what could be that you actually realize what that length is? You take some yarn and you start un unspooling it and you wrap it time and time and time again around cones that are set up around the perimeter of the classroom and you start realizing, wow, to a certain mathematical factor, 60,000 miles is an awful long amount and that is all packed inside my little body. And don't forget that you also have to learn how to keep your blood vessels from tangling as you do this activity. If gifted children are gonna move from challenge to success, then these are some of the types of things that teachers can do to facilitate that change. As long as these efforts are perceived as meaningful, not only personally, but also in real life, gifted students will flourish. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll join us next time when Stacy Spears talks about why we love teaching gifted children.